Good evening, good morning, good afternoon to all the people in Canada. God bless you. And if you are in that part of the hemisphere where you are already in Tuesday morning, then it's a wonderful morning to you. God bless you. Welcome as always to daily prayer for our children. We love having you in the house, most especially if you are meeting us for the very first time. To all the people that uh, has decided to be a member of our family, uh, courtesy of Pastor Lide, we are saying thank you. God bless you. Uh, many of you have sent me friend requests on Facebook, even on Instagram. I know it's courtesy of Pastor Lide because I always trace uh, all the people that send me requests. I just don't take requests from anybody. So I know, and the Bible says, give honor to whom honor is due. So it's not about pitching or stealing anybody's, you know, it's all to the glory of God. He's, he's a co-laborer in the vineyard. We are all working for the same father, the same kingdom. And so we are all children of the same father. So I know he doesn't have a problem with it whatsoever. Neither do I. 
Um, so that's why, again, I advocate and I tell people connect with Pastor Lide on Facebook, on YouTube, wherever he is. If you're hearing the undiluted truth of the word of God, then you latch onto it and you make sure that you are fed and you are nourished. So it's not a problem. It's not about stealing or migrating from one place to another. Look, I've always said something. My husband says it. If the if the parents feed their children well, they will not go to somebody else's house and start eating. That's my husband's philosophy. So uh, you can go somewhere, they can offer you food and, you, you know, politely you will take it, but you will not abandon your home to go and pitch your tent in somebody else's home just because of the food that they're giving you. Once in a while, if you visit them and, you know, they offer you good food, why not? The Bible says whatever food is put in front of us, we bless it, we sanctify it, we give God the glory and we go ahead and we eat it. So, you know, please feel very comfortable and i think I, I, he will speak for himself when you see him i think pastor lady is also okay with it anyway you're a member of the same family okay finish <laughs> hallelujah i love having all of you thank you very much god bless you um thank you for the encouragement the support the sharing the liking the comment I'm not going to tell you those lies people tell you. Oh, the more you share, God will do this. The more you do, that's not me. I don't see that in my Bible. Uh, if you so, you want to share by the grace of God, please do. Uh, it will be a blessing to other people. You know, Jesus gave a parable. He says the kingdom of God is like somebody that discovers something and then when he found it what did he do he go and tell everybody about it this fantastic thing that he has found so that's my philosophy on social media so if you find a word of God that is blessing you, that is nourishing you, that is solid truth coming down from the throne of grace. Do what? Share it with other people. I mean, the amount of rubbish people share on those social media is disgusting. You know, and many, many, I find many, many so-called Christians in those places where they're sharing those disgusting uh, uh, um, should not be shared content. So how much more? when the truth of the word of God is being shared. So as always, you know me, I'm here. I only facilitate here. We are a PCC family that's praying child community. The program is daily prayer for our children. We're here Monday to Friday by the grace of God. But guess what this week? This week is a phenomenal week. I've got Pastor Lady like three times this week, three times, three times. So um, I'm just watching this face that my sister is not going to contact me and say, you're wearing my husband out. <laughs> so <laughs> we've got Pastor Lady on Monday. We've got him on Wednesday and then we've got him on Thursday afternoon. Uh, a fantastic. I'm looking forward to it. We're going to be talking about finance, Q&A. So bring your question about Q&A and all the, I mean, about finance and all any other question. So um, that's why I said this week is a pretty much uh, loaded week for Pastor Lide and myself. So if you don't already know, uh, I am making it known. Pastor Lide is going to be with us tonight as you're seeing him. Um, I don't know why he's appearing on our screen as black and white. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Your, your, your image itself is, is like black, but the word on the screen is actually purple and white. I think maybe that's what my boss was saying about your camera earlier. Uh, 
there's nothing. Okay, he says there's nothing we can do. So that's how we're going to have to use it this session. Pastor Lide, God bless you, sir. Thank you. Thank you. You always okay. meet me with a smile. Thank you. The Lord honor you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. I Thank really you. appreciate it. Thank you. And I was Thank watching you. you yesterday, 8 p.m. my time. Um, I don't know whether you're aware. Uh, I was watching you, the good man. And I am the good man by the grace wow, of God. Wow, yeah. I am the good man. Yes. Everybody go and watch it. You are the if good you're man. Christian, you are a good man. Okay. And he was downloading function, some, you, you know, some serious like content uh, yesterday about the good man uh, yes. in the word of God, what the Bible says about the good man and, you know, how we want to be humble and say, I'm not, you know, I'm not this. Well, that's what the Bible calls you. The Bible yes. says you are this. So, I mean, I'm not asking you to be proud or, you know, go and brag about it, but don't be ashamed of what the word of God calls you. Am I right, sir? Uh, yes. Before I start yes. preaching another sermon, so let me <laughs> hand over to you. <laughs> hallelujah thank you very much so give us thank a taste you. we are seeing you today we are seeing you on wednesday that wednesday one as well i'm looking forward to it oh jesus is the jesus is secrets wow. wow honestly you come up with all this even the title itself makes me salivate and makes me want to know where we're going to go with it so we're enjoying the blast so wow. over to you sir okay thank you again for this session and then we take it from where we stopped last week for those of us who are who are around last week we're looking at uh, uh, maximizing god's world and that's exactly what we're still going to do today and um, still the same me like the god's servant and your servant in god's house and on this platform and uh I'm going to be sharing God's word again with us. And uh, we are trusting God like we have always done, that the spirit of God will help us. Amen. This is not just tales. This is not just fables. These are not fables. These are God's precious, precious eternal words mm. penned on the pages of the scriptures for us that those of us who have come to the end of this world, we might read and through the comfort of the scriptures, we might run with hope. Mm. So that's exactly what we're going to be doing. And we're trusting God that light will be shed on God's word. It will Amen. be illuminating and it will Amen. be transformational Amen. in the name of Jesus. Amen. Let's just pray. And so our Father, again, we thank you, thank you for Lord. your word, your truth. And we thank you for your word. The world you created by your wisdom and you are sustaining by your power. And you are given to us to govern for you as your caretaker, as steward yes. over your resources, over your handiwork on this earth. Not just to steward, but to also enjoy the same, to partake of it. And the Bible says you satisfy our mouth with goodness mm. and with gladness. Mm. Thank you, Father Lord. Thank we you, Lord. appreciate and we yes, are grateful Lord. for all you have done yes. and all that you are yet doing. Thank and Lord, you, Lord. you have even gone beyond that. You are now you have shared with us your very own life mm. in your Son. And as we partake of this quality of life, mm. we might truly make use of this creation. And you. you know, we will not abuse it. We Amen. might maximize Amen. it. Amen. Lord, I ask oh God again tonight that this will be 
a transforming time again for each Amen. and every one of us Amen. in Jesus' Amen. name. Help Amen. me to make your word known with precision yes, and with Amen. clarity Jesus. in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Praise God. Okay, so Hallelujah. last week, we started looking at maximizing God's world, and we said Amen. that by now you know it is God's world. Somebody owns this world, and God's God is the owner. He didn't just come by any random anything. The arrangement of the world tells any wise man, if you don't want to be proud, and if you don't want to be, you know, deny the obvious, out of pride, out of whatever you think you are, you know somebody definitely owns this world. We've said that. Then we also said that God gave, put man in charge of his creation, primarily to seek him in fellowship. And then out of, you know, from that flows out that ability to govern well without abusing the world. All this we said last week. And we said that God gave this man not just to govern, but also to enjoy, to enjoy by in terms of you know interaction with our senses. We enjoy it and then to get sustainers, to feed on it, to eat, to enjoy it, and then to get satisfaction. And then we said all those things. And, and we said that uh, distortion came as a result of original sin. Adam disobeyed God, sin entered, man became distorted, creation, you know, corruption entered into creation. So the overall objective of, you know, of creation became skewed, sin entered, loss entered into creation. And the Bible now tells us in 1 John 2, 15, love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. Don't allow your heart to be consumed by the world, not the systems of this world. And he said that there are three things in this world, lust of the eyes, pride of life, and the lust of the flesh. And these things must be understood properly without you again running into another problem because somebody can say the bible tells us not to love the world so i can completely now practice you know asceticism i don't want to touch the world i just want to be separate from the world because the world itself is corrupt and i don't want to touch it now you are going to go into another problem because the world is still good the bible says for those who think that uh, let's see it uh, first timothy and chapter four so he says that the spirit speaks expressly, 1 Timothy 4, 1, that in later times some shall depart from the faith. The faith is talking about the reality of the new life that is made possible in Christ Jesus, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrine of the devils, speaking lies in hypocrisy, having their conscience seared with hot iron, forbidding to marry and commanding men to abstain from meats. So this is a problem. You know, we go from one extreme just because we are distorted. Truth, we always take truth on its head. So we now begin to see, you know, problem with marriage. So you don't want to marry, you don't want to go in there. It, yet it's a gift. The union between man and woman is a gift that God has given to mortals to enjoy. And then we receive it with appreciation, with gratefulness and with thanksgiving continually. And then they will say that, they should, you know, the commandment to abstain from meat as if there is problem with meat. There is no problem with meat for the earth is, you know, the, the Bible says that the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. God give us sustainers, want us to enjoy his creation. 
So we said, and he said that which God has created to be received with thanksgiving of them that believe and know the truth. For every creature of God is good till now, till date. Creation of God is good. Animate and inanimate is good. You understand what is bad in what? It's not creation itself, but the system that Satan has introduced that makes man to lust after creation, making creation to be the end of our living. That's why the problem is. There's nothing wrong with creation, but you must not make creation the reason of your existence. They are means. They are not the end. All this we said last week. And we said that Solomon saw this in the beginning of his life, and he himself almost concluded. You see, last week I said it as if Solomon made that conclusion. I had to go back, and when I read it, I found that Solomon himself got it at the end of his life. And I will just add it again. So sometimes that's why the servant of God too need to constantly read and refresh that's in their right. mind. That's okay. Right. So uh, in the beginning of his life, he said that creation is, you know, at the end of the day, we're going to die. We're going to leave everything. I've labored. I've done everything. So does he really want it? And then I'll leave it and somebody will come and take over my inheritance. And I don't even know what he will do with it. So at the end of the Solomon concluded in, if you read Ecclesiastes 1 and 2, it's all vanity. You don't even need to labor. So Solomon almost concluded that, well, you don't even need to labor. Why you exert yourself? Why maximize creation? At the end of the day, it's just pleasure and all those things. So what is the big deal? Just do the little you can do. Get out because you don't even know it's going to take over from you. So generational transfer of wealth, of goodness. Solomon said he doesn't really want it because you don't know what they would do with it well from that if you even you are going to take it from that god in the first day should not even have allowed you to even do anything since there is no need to leave it for anybody there is no even need for god to have even given you anything to enjoy in the first place so we can't make that conclusion and then we look we said last week that god told us man every glory of man is grass you know man is grass and all the glory all the glory of his achievement is like flower. And God is saying this so that man will not make the things of this world the end of their pursuit in the first place. Just like somebody reading for exam in a school. You are in the medical school and reading for exam. While it is good to pass those immediate and continuous exams, you should know they are means to an end. The end is so that you can become a doctor and then in the future you can be treating patients so that you can be there to be there for us. In case we fall sick, we can come to you and they will not need to die untimely. That's the reason. The exam is a means to an end. So creation to interaction with creation is a means to an end. It's not the end in itself. So when I have a good car, I must not make it the end of my reason. I must not make the car the what of my life. It's not the what. I must not announce myself in metals, in you know, in things put under your feet. For me, it's even derogatory for man, for what God has put you over to now become the reason things that give you sense of what in life. For me, it's even is demeaning for man. So for man to build anything, whatever we have built, my question is, should we not even build it in the first place? What have we even built? Are you really sure we have even, you know, we have come to the, uh, to the zenith of what God has in mind? I, I doubt it because we'll get there soon. So we now see uh, uh, Apostle Paul telling us that, well, 
in my own research, I found that there is more to this life. Life doesn't just end in time. There is more to life as we cross to the other side. And in that wise, Apostle Paul said, so our own interaction with creation must not just be on the level of eating and drinking. We go beyond that because we know that after at the end of the day, by the time we leave this world, there is more to life. Now, so we're going to take it from there that there is more to this life than just the immediate we interact with today as we learn from Solomon. Now come with me to Ecclesiastes. So at the, by the time Solomon was rounding up his life, come to uh, chapter 12, Ecclesiastes 12. By the time he was rounding up, Solomon now said this, having traversed the world and joy took pleasure to the zenith and everything, Ecclesiastes chapter 12 and verse 1. He said, remember now thy creator in the days of your youth, while the evil days come not nigh, Come not, nor the years draw nigh, when thou we say, I have no pleasure in them. In me, now, when, when you say, I don't really have pleasure in creation anymore, what is all this? What is all this? So he said, while the sun is here and the moon, everything, he said, maximize your life. That's what Solomon concluded. Maximize mm. your life. Make most of it. Do everything. You know why he said it? And he concluded in that chapter, verse, uh, verse chapter 12. Verse 13, he said, let us hear the conclusion of the old matter. He said, fear God. As you interact with his creation, fear God. The word fear God is reverence God. Let God be in the view. Let it come to the view of all your transactions. Don't transact with his creation without recourse to that God. Because putting God in right perspective will shape how you interact with his creation. And you remember when we started, we're looking at, I said, God created man and he put man here. And the first thing he told man is that if, if, if peradventure, they will seek after God that they may find him. And God we told us that God will come in the cool of the evening to fellowship with man. So that, you know, that dimension of God will always abide and rest in our heart. We always have that reverence, that deference to God. And in that in that interaction, we might have our allegiance to God, and that will shape how we interact in the marketplace. I take it forward a bit. You remember in uh, Colossians 4.1, you know, Apostle Paul was telling masters, employers, he said, treat your employees with fairness. You know, he said, treat them, be just and fair. For you yourself know you have a master in heaven. In mm. other words, as an employer, the way you treat people working under you must be with fear. You must, you must be fair. You must be just because you yourself know you have a God. You are in allegiance to who is watching you. And the same thing Solomon is saying here. Let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God. And keep his commandment, allow his commandment, his truth to shape and regulate your heart in your interaction with what? With commerce, with creation, as you interact with life. Otherwise, you will go overboard. You enter into materialism. You'll be overtaken with greed. You'll be overtaken with secularism. You'll be overtaken with all manner of lust and all manner of idolatry, you know, vainful, idolatrous living. For this is the old duty of man. And he mm. concludes, for God shall bring every man, every walk into judgment. So everything did not end here. Solomon got it, just like Paul told us that knowing that 
tomorrow we will not die. First Corinthians 15, we read, he said, if after the manner of men are fought with beasts at Ephesus, if the dead will not rise and there will be no judgment, let us eat and drink, let us become careless, let us throw, let's throw caution into the wind, let's do anything we like, let's live by no standard, no transcended values, nothing, Come with your own isms, come with your own standard, with your own philosophy for everything, and you know, with that. Mm. But because we're going to rise up, we're going to rise, we're going to face judgment tomorrow. Let us stop eating and drinking, for tomorrow mm. we will not die. Mm. Okay, I'll still come to that judgment later. Okay, so this is our conclusion then. So then the next thing we now ask ourselves is why then should why should we maximize God's world? Why should I maximize the world, God's world? Before you know the why, know what it means to maximize God's world. Mm. So what is maximizing God's world? You see, I'm looking at everything from the context of the new life, from the man, you know, from the angle which the Bible will have us. Because there is no way I'm going to talk about it without making reference to the infallible book that really puts everything in proper perspective okay so i'm going to be giving my definition making reference to the scriptures so how then what does it mean to maximize god's word it means we're talking about to make most of our interaction with the world as citizens of heaven that's the underlying thing that shapes your operation you are interacting with this world as citizens of heaven i'm talking to christian now as citizens of heaven, you know, and as steward on earth, without being sucked, you are not sucked up in vain idolatrous, uh, idolatrous materialism. And you are not being, you know, you don't become unproductive in irresponsible separatism. You are not sucked up in idolatrous vainful materialism neither are you you are you are in unproductive irresponsible separatism which some practice you know in those days you know that we refer to as negative asceticism so again you are making most of god's world in order to live responsibly and serve your generation as good and wise steward, avoiding idolatrous materialism and passive separatism. So two things here. We are involved. We are not materialistic. We don't make matter, creation, the end of our pursuit, acquisition of this thing. Else we're going to squander everything. Else, else we're going to prostitute the world. And we're going to make the material world the reason of our existence, and that will become idolatry. Neither do we stand aloof and begin to see problem with creation itself. For all things of God are pure. To him that is pure, all things are pure. Creation of God is good, depending on who is interacting with it. So you are the one bringing your color to creation. Creation has assumed neutral, as because it is God's, it is God's. 
but the person interacting with can brings his color to it. So you don't, we are not consumed in materialism, neither do we stand out in irresponsible separatism. Now, because I'm, you know, I'm going to be involved, I, I might as well be involved well, wisely, and skillfully. Okay, so then, how then do you get involved with this creation of God? There are three basic ways by which we get involved. Number one, we take advantage of creation laws and principles. If you are going to be involved with creation, you take advantage of its laws, its principles, and the resources of creation. You take advantage of it. There are laws that govern creation. You must know them. There are principles and there are resources across. You take advantage of them. Okay? And that is beyond the scope of what we are looking at here. You will learn that in some other whatever. You learn that. You know, for instance, there is what is called law of diligence. You must be diligent. Law of patience, interaction with creation, skillful handling of things, you know, uh, creativity. You are creative. You are innovative. You know, these are laws that guides our interaction. You, you must understand laws of commerce, workplace laws, principle. Then number two, you must take it to the laws, law, laws of God in man's conscience. There are laws that God has put in our conscience that helps our common existence on earth. You know, these are laws that helps our, you know, that helps us in our system of government, which are not necessarily, which has nothing to do with Christian, with Christianity. But because I am a Christian, it is so easy for me. <clears throat> Excuse me. It is so easy for me to play with those laws because it is the same God that gave us those laws. Number three. I leverage my relationship with God and with his spirit as a saint. What am I saying? Don't interact with God's creation and just interact with it only at the level of the physical laws, the natural laws, the laws of God, and that's all to us. There is more to life than that. God is still relevant in his creation. He's still ruling in the affairs of men. There is see, that dimension of intuition, you know, intuition in our interaction with creation. I remember a brother was sharing something with me. You know, there was this business deal that he was supposed to strike with somebody. And then when he got to that place to negotiate, he just, he said he wanted to mention an amount. He said the whole thing was just heavy in his heart. Don't say anything. Don't don't mention any amount. Allow him to be the one that will talk. Allow him, whatever he says, just play on it. Let him be the one that will dictate, you know, that will suggest the amount. He said he wanted to mention 500,000 because that's all the amount he could think of in that business. He said, but don't talk was so strong in his heart. So he didn't say anything. He said by the time they finished the negotiation, the man himself offered 1.5 million. He will, he will have so changed himself. He will have done, he will, he, you know, he will have just hindered himself. You know, I was telling somebody, I said, by my wiring, I am not very good in negotiation, you know, in marketplace, in angling, in doing things. People take advantage of me. They, I've seen that in my interaction. I remember doing a business and then I put somebody in charge. The guy made more profit for me. He did better than me when I was the one handling it. 
because some people are better off. You know, I have this, I, I easily, will I say it's more of being emotional or something like that, just being empathetic with people when people can even afford more than that. So there's that dimension in which you must be sensitive. There's a dimension in which you pray. There, there, is a, there, there is a place of prayer in the marketplace. God guiding us. God leading us. Somebody say, well, do I really agree with that? I want to tell you that, do you know even those who doesn't even call on Jesus, a lot of people are into fetish things. A lot of people are into diabolic things. A lot of people are into all manner of, you know, voodoo, all manner of diabolical things, all manner of sorcery and things like that. If the world is just pure science, those things will not be because there is something like that. I remember reading a book and then some the Japanese uh, uh, entrepreneurs, they carry chips and then they go to Buddha. They go to the temple and they are presenting their chip, you know, to Buddha and they are praying, chanting and expecting Buddha to do something with their business. Who says? So this world we are, there is still certain unexplainable beyond reasoning. Be, I call it beyond principle, beyond the natural laws that is still there. On that note, you as a Christian, you must learn how to commit your affairs unto God's hand. You must learn how to cast your cares upon God's hand. You can't just say everything is just on the, you know, everything is just more of two plus two is four. There is a leading. There is a way God guides people, leads people in the way to profit. There is that dimension. And you must know that in your interaction with God's creation. That's where we pray. Sometimes you fast. You really see God's face because even though we have those natural laws, there is still what is called supernatural in, in, you know, in the affairs of men. There is still miracle that is happening even in the arena of commerce. God still open door. God still do things. And so you must know that. You remember when um, in the Old Testament, Jacob and then Laban, how Jacob was supernaturally helped by that angel showing him what to do when Laban was after just cheating this guy. So you must take advantage of that. Don't, don't listen to anybody. I just tell you that it's just wisdom. It's just this. Um, commerce doesn't answer to prayer. I've heard all manner that, you know, people now begin to repudiate prayers. They begin to say all manner of things as to in Nigeria is only prayer they know with all their prayer, with all the church, church, see Nigeria is still poor. And I'm like, are you really, do you understand what you are saying? Is it because of religion that Nigeria is poor? I'll be answering that question on Thursday. Nigeria is poor not because of religion. There is religion in Dubai. There is religion in Asia. There is religion in, in, you know, in, in, in Japan. There is religion. There are many, many countries. Look, you, then I'm going to take you to how religion shape Western world, if you understand what the religion is. I am a religious man, but I'm a Christian. But in my interaction with life, nobody knows Christianity. What they know is religion. So don't repudiate religion. Christianity has some dimension of religion to it and don't undermine it. I'm, I'm a, see, I'm a religious man. Let me just put it that way. Okay, even though I know that Christianity is what informs my own religion because the Bible tells you that pure religion is to do this. We'll get to that on Thursday. Okay, so don't joke with your relationship with God in the marketplace. Don't say because you went to Harvard, you won't pray again. Don't say because you went to Ivy League, you won't pray again. You see, you already, 
you are already setting aside God. You're already removing God from his creation. And that's not wise. God did not create a world that it will become irrelevant. Even though he has made it that without you, you know, uh, without you coming to him and then bringing him into your matter, things will not work. But beyond that, there are junctions in our life that God is saying, I want to be there for you. I am there for you. Because many of these people that you think, you know, religion doesn't matter, they do a lot of fetish things behind the scene. You might not know. And if the, the mere fact that you don't know doesn't mean those things are not working. We'll get to some of those things later. Okay. So, uh, I'm you making know, notes. So, we will we'll get to some of those things later. Now, finally, why then must you maximize creation? So I have five things I want to share with us. And this is where the blast is. Five things. Why must you maximize creation? Number one, your maximizing creation is a way by which you accept, you acknowledge the goodness of God to man. And it is our only way to show to God that we are faithful we are we and we are we joyfully obey and it's our wise way of submission to a loving and caring god it shows our faithful obedience our faithful obedience and joyful sorry this is it shows our faithful and joyful obedience and wise submission to a loving and caring God who gave us his creation. For instance, I want to get a car. How do I get a car? God did not make a car. God put iron in the iron deposit, the iron ore. God put petroleum deposit, crude oil in the earth crust. God put cotton in plants. So we, some people planted the plant cultivated the ground, planted cotton, and then harvest, do it, transform it into fabric. Some people extracted the crude oil, crack it, and then we get the final product. Irons, you understand, there is that kind of blast iron furnace with a fine iron, then we, you know, through alloy process, we get steel and do all those stuff. Then we bring everything together, semiconductors, we make what we have our semiconductor silicon uh, from sand, semiconductor, get everything, quads, then come with our what means of communication. We put everything together and then we get our car, we get our mobile phone, we get our this, we get our that. But if we don't play with creation through the works of our hand, skillful operation, we won't get those things. So life will be tough. And then there will be no joy, there will be no pleasure in life. And it will look as if God is the one that is wicked. No, God is not wicked. He has put it there. He wants us to dominate, to explore, and to get this. So it's our faith, it's, a, it's our way of showing our faithful obedience, faithful and joyful obedience. But you see, when you are doing the work now, you must joyfully do it. So work must not be a painful thing we do. It's a joyful thing we do. You are created to work. So get up to work. You must not just find it pleasurable that you are making money without working. It's a no for God. I'll get there. It's a no. 
Some people, they're not working, they are not exploring, and money is just coming to your life. It's a no. It's not just that you have money, it's that you work before the money comes. They, this not the money, but your exchange, your that part of you that you are bringing for demonstrating. Who pays God in sustaining the sun? Nobody pays God, but God is is God is glorified. God enjoys to see that man is enjoying his creation. Who pays God? But God is working every day, sustaining the sun. He's doing it every day, continually. Jesus said, my father walked either too, even though he was talking about miracle at that time, but in the, on, the, on another angle, God is working, sustaining the world, sustaining creation. So that's the first thing you've got to learn. It's a, it is, you know, it's our way of showing to God that we are faithful, we faithfully and joyfully practice obedience and as, you know, our it's a wise thing for us to submit to him as a loving and as a caring God who has given us creation. Number two, why must you maximize creation? The reason why you must maximize creation is because that is the way God wants to provide for you and your family. God wants to meet your legitimate needs through you're through your maximizing and making most of cre his creation without you becoming a burden to others, without you causing harm and injuries to others. So God wants you to work. He wants to maximize his creation. The apostle told us that anyone that will not maximize creation must not eat. If you're not going to get involved with God's word, then you must not eat. Don't go and pray. You must walk. <laughs> In fact, prayer must be made mm. by a working man. Mm. The man that is not working must not pray. Is the man that is working that must ask God for wisdom, that must ask God for help, that must ask God for way junctions to you know to do things, what to do now, what to invest in, area to go, what not to do. You understand? Strength to carry on. When we fail, strength to get up and to move on because in this world, because we are not perfect, no matter how we do it, there are some things you will do that might not work, but you fail forward. Mm. And you need that strength of God. So it is God's ways of meeting your needs. That's why, you see, when you came to this world, what you will eat, you didn't bring it from heaven. You are going to mm. bring, take it out of this world. Mm. I've heard people say, you know, in Yoruba palace, we say that what a child will eat, he bring it from heaven. It's not true. There's nothing like that. Otherwise, you don't have children that are malnourished. There's nothing like that. If you mm. don't plant your children, your family will die of hunger. There's nothing like that. Bringing children to this world is costly. It's costly. I tell you, know, when people give back in our church, while I congratulate them, I tell them, welcome to world of responsibility. Mm. It's a responsible thing to bring children to this world. It's not a child's play. And so if you are not ready, don't bring anyone. Don't let it by accident. A man is too big. A human being is too, I don't even know to, to say by accident, I got pregnant. How? But how can you get pregnant? There is nothing like that. Don't get pregnant or anything. Plan it. When you are ready, then get pregnant. If you are not ready, don't get pregnant yet because you don't want to do any abortion. Do you get that? So don't do any of such. Just plan. All you want to do now is just to have sex with your wife. Okay, we don't want any child now, then do proper family planning that will not fail. Let it not fail. Okay. 
It's God's ways of meeting our needs and things like that. Somebody says, some people have done it. Let's not go to that. You should work with that which is right. If there must be one that must be out of, let it just be once in the world that is happening. Let it not be the norm. Okay, now let's get to Second Thessalonians. Second Thessalonians. You know, this is the same reason why you must not die. The, the reason why you must not bring any child to the, that's why you cannot die. You are in debt, you die. Why? How can you die? Your wife, you, who do you want to pay the debt? <laughs> you pay all the debt, then you die. That's how to die. That's a good debt. You are still owing you die. You want your wife to be paid your debt. There's nothing like that. You know, you owe, you go and commit suicide. No way. <laughs> pay all the money, then you kill yourself. Don't do that. That's how to do it. Sorry, okay, I let's get to Second Corinthians, Second Thessalonians, chapter two. Wow, <clears throat> is it chapter two now? Chapter three. <laughs> <laughs> oh, where is it now? Don't okay, die. let's get to chapter. Let's get to. Okay, so Apostle Paul was saying something here as to certain brethren, certain saints who are not working and they come to church, we are doing God's work, you know, we are here, they just stay in the, in the, in the temple, arousing people all over the place, and the apostle was telling them, what kind of thing is this? Even with the apostle, we're working. Mm. We are not just depending on the offering from the church, we work. Can't you see me that I modeled this before you? Look at what he said, verse 7, for yourself know how you ought to follow us, follow our example, for we behave not ourselves disorderly among you. You see, disorderliness in our world is because a lot of people are not working. And even when we work, we don't maximize work. We don't make most of work because we don't understand all the intricacies of work. Neither did, did we eat any man's bread for naught. But rock it. In 2 Thessalonians. 2 Thessalonians 3, verse 8. Oh, three, verse eight. But rot with labor and travel night and day that we might be chargeable, that we might not be chargeable to any man. We are not being burdensome to any man. It is wrong for a servant of God to become a burden to anybody. The Bible doesn't approve of it. Burden okay. to your members became burdensome. We are now using all manner of method to take money from them. Mm. No, the apostle says, say, no for us. We didn't do that. We didn't model that for you. But you see, in, in today's world, we see all manner of being burdened, you know, being burdensome on people. Mm. Verse 9, not because we have no power, but what? To make ourselves an example unto you for you to follow us. Verse 10, for even when we were with you, this we commanded you, that if any will not walk, neither and should he eat. eat. So God meets your need through work. Now, if you are going to be involved with work, then you might as well be involved well. If you are going to work, then work smartly. Then work well. Don't just work with your hands. Work with your mind. Work with your head. Open up your mind. Be smart at work. Be skillful. There's a better way to be to do things. The Bible says, if the iron, if the axe be blunt, then you are going to exert much strength. Mm. But wisdom says, go and sharpen the iron. Sharpen mm. yourself well. Mm. Be skillful. That's why you go to school. That's why you are learning. That's why there must be on, you know, continuous sharpening yourself, expose mm -hmm. yourself to mm -hmm. training for knowledge, learning from others, you know, knowing what is going on, keeping abreast of facts. You know, don't, don't stay behind. And then the whole world has moved beyond you that you are waking up. No, get into this thing. Be wise. It is your father's world. Who should know about metaverse than the Christian? You should know about it before it happened. Know about social media, how to maximize everything. Know about what is working. Get take advantage of your father's world 
it is your father who gave man the knowledge. Even though it might not be a Christian that brings, invented it, it is still your father because all of us, in one sense, we are God's offspring on earth That's as right. human beings. That's right. Okay, verse 11. For we hear that there are some of you among you who walk disorderly, walking not at all, but are busy bodies. Now them that are sought, we command and exhort by the Lord, by our Lord Jesus Christ, that they with quietness, they walk and eat their own bread. So how does God want to provide for his people? Through work, not through mm. prayers. Mm. You pray because you are working, but you will eat from the works of your hand, and mm. it is spiritual. Mm. You see, in the church, we think by not working, you are praying, or you are doing also so, those so-called spiritual things, and the money comes to your hand, like, I don't know whether I should say that now. <laughs> Somebody, I just pray now. All of you listen to me. Alert will just come to your phone. Alert. Alert. Let me just come to your phone. I ask, where is that money coming from? Somebody listen. else's account. Listen, if money comes to your phone and you see it, you should find out where did that money, trace it. Maybe somebody from. made a mistake. Exactly. Because in the circle of See, in a society like this, if money jumps from one account to another, somebody transfer that money. That's it can right. be angels. Otherwise, it will cause inflation. God will cause inflation to a system. God doesn't operate that way. So you must find out. Did it come from somebody's account? So if it did, wait. Don't spend that money. Find out. Because they might come for you tomorrow. Exactly. Otherwise, you go and spend money that is not your own. And then you wonder, are we Christian? So find out. Or it maybe it's your friend. So if it is your friend later, then you know God has provided. That's not a miracle money. In that sense of, it's just a funny alert. It's your friend or somebody that, that you know that transferred mm. money to your account. Let's understand what is going on. Does God provide super, supernaturally? Yes, it does. I believe in it strongly. God grant people favor. But you mean that person, the person of his own accord gives you that money. You understand? You didn't manipulate the person. Let's mm. understand That's things right. as to Christian. Christianity is undertaking even with our minds intact. We mm. still have our mind intact. We mm. must not subjugate reasoning. Mm. Okay, mm. Acts 20. Acts 20. Acts 20. So, Acts 20 and 34. Yeah, you yourself know that this hands has ministered unto my necessities. This Apostle Paul talking. And to them that are with me. It has ministered to my necessities. And to them that are with me. Apostle Paul did not consider himself unspiritual by this. You know, I have really observe things over the years in the church. Uh, a, a servant of God said, I'm just on the full time. I've never worked. God just supply our needs and then just wait on God. God meet our needs. There's nothing wrong with it. But don't paint it as if it's more spiritual than mm. if somebody work and money comes through that. Mm. There's nothing spiritual about it. If God has chosen, that's the way he wants to meet your need. He has chosen because God knows you have been working all along too. Mm. Mm, but mm. because this one still have time, he can do something with his hand. He did it. None is more spiritual. Don't paint that picture. Else, you will repudiate work. You mm. will make working as if it's because people don't have faith. And that has made a lot of pastors to become irresponsible. They are not working and they are suffering. We unnecessarily, a lot of people have put aside their certificate, their ability, and 24 hours, it's not as if he's praying 24 hours, it's not as if he's engaged, it's not as if he's doing anything productive, you understand? And the, the children are there, they, they can't afford anything, and it is not good. So let's get the balance. 
of course there's a lot of balance coming to, into this church but when we were young that this what i've just said now affected many of us affected a lot of family affected a lot of pastors and their children and it is not good and it's because we didn't capture the whole truth because the same god who gives us creation is the same god who supernaturally provides none should be what be rated above others i said it last week in the same vein if somebody get to hospital and is you know a doctor sees him and he precise drug and he uses it and he become you know he, he gets better the person should thank god and, and know that it is god that gave him that healing mm. he should not mm. see that mm. it is only when his pastor pray and then he got healed that mm. we now say that god has done it so who did that one it is satan satan doesn't make you old even when you use it is the same god and so don't go and testify in the church and then maybe you are trusting god for a child there are being delayed there is a kind of a kind of um, infertility that both of you maybe primary or secondary i don't know that you are battling with mm -hmm. and then you don't go to hospital and then they prescribe drugs and then your pastor was praying along with it then after 10 years you got pregnant then you now testify everything as if you never use medical practice Mm. As you never saw a gynecologist, mm. what you were seeing, even the multiple pregnancy you are, mm. you understand, you are for me most of the time is drugs that cause that cause that multiple ovulation. But you now pay it as if it's your pastor that prayed, is we mm. pastor that prayed, and then the you know, medicine and nothing, all this devilish medicine, all these doctors, you know, whatever the doctors say, I don't care what is the meaning of all those kind of things. Mm. Where did you get that from? Mm. Apostle Paul told Timothy to use. A little wine for right. his often infirmity. Right. Apostle Paul, uh, see, today's pastor will not put it in the Bible if we are the one that wrote it. No. Because we don't no. want to sound as if we are not spiritual. Mm. We always want to look spiritual. You know, mm. one pastor was saying something the other time. He said he was having some condition and he went to this farm to buy drugs and he had to drive past that pharmacy, park somewhere, and then tread back so that nobody will see him buying drugs. Wow. And then he now used the drug. I said, Wow, this is hypocrisy. What are you trying to say? To tell your member that you are always using faith mm. so to take drug is evil wow this mm. is really satan taking advantage of us take the satan taking advantage of us and you are using cream <laughs> and you are using cream you are eating food is food not drug don't you know food is medicinal that even mm. when somebody is sick medically speaking we mm. even want the person to survive on food than yes. even using any drug don't you know drug is food See, we, we, we just play all manner of ignorance and do all manner of things. Of course, don't make drug your God. Neither, you understand, don't make drug your God. Neither make prayer your God. Mm. Your God is your God. And he's God of all. We should give thanks. Jesus said, when I was sick, you visited me in the hospital. Right. So Jesus identified with hospital. He's the one. He's the owner of it. He knows we are in an imperfect world. In any case, my sister, do you know many more people have been healed through using medical practice than using faith. That's right. I mean, are you telling that all the all the prayer all we the are praying has brought many healing than the drug we use in this mm. COVID era? Mm. You say Christian can didn't, didn't Christian die? Don't bring all those things. Why did we vaccinate our children? At least I know back in Africa, we have this immunization we do to our children, vaccination. Five times. We vaccinate we them against polio, yes. against uh, whooping cough. Against yes. tuberculosis, Mises. against uh, measles, and yes. against tetanus. Why should you yes. do it? Why don't you just leave everything on faith? Why don't you just pray for that child of you? Why must you go and take that? That is drug, bro. So why we <laughs> give thanks? Give thanks. Thank God for the good things of this life. Enjoy it. 
Don't make it until if it comes supernaturally, then God has done something. No, 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 no. You're not being wise. That's not it. That's not a loving God. That's not the way you operate. Verse 35. So you are waiting for one miracle that will happen once in a while, or is it happening every day? Yet God is working every day. Verse 35. I have shown you all things, verse 35, how that so laboring you ought to support the weak. So so laboring. The word so laboring is how the maximizing creation, maximizing God's word, working with intelligence, working diligently, working excellently, working skillfully, learning, understanding market forces. The Bible says, you know, the labor of a man, weary air, the labor of the fool, weary every one of them. For he does not know how to enter into the market. You must know how to enter into the market. You must know how to negotiate. You must know how to get involved in a wise and skillful way without necessarily causing pain to people in the marketplace and then without being foolish you must know how to buy and sell you must mm. know how to you understand you must know how to make you know how to make things and then make profit of it otherwise that business will not be sustainable okay Ephesians 428 Ephesians 428 we'll still read Ephesians 4 again see it again he said let him that stole see no more why was he stealing to get his needs met. Mm. Maybe food, maybe clothes, maybe house, everything. He was stealing. What did the apostle say? What? Let him that stole, steal no more. As a saying, you stop. Somebody said, how do I stop stealing? By stopping. You stop by stopping. <laughs> That's it. The apostle said, stop. Stop stealing. What will happen to you? Money. You might be hungry. You might not have money for a mm. while. So be it. Mm. You know when Jesus finished with, uh, what's his name now? Zacchaeus. Mm. He came and said, it's over. I'm not going to That's cheat right. people again. I'm going to give fourfold and half of my goods. Is mm -hmm. see, henceforth, Zacchaeus has you know income reduced because he would not be doing all manner of shady things he was doing before. Mm -hmm. So sometimes in coming to Jesus, we are in our being straightened up financially. Mm -hmm. We might experience some downturn. I believe it strongly. If many leaders in Nigeria, in Africa, I believe if any many businessmen and many CEO really obey these laws financially, their empire will reduce. That's true. I believe it strongly that That's many true. of us billionaires, millionaires, if we have really labeled according to good conscience, absolutely mm -hmm. before God, mm -hmm. we won't be as rich mm -hmm. as we are, but our world will be better. That's any true. wonder Martin Luther. Martin Luther King said, he said, philanthropy is good, but the philanthropist must not ignore the economic injustice that makes philanthropy to be necessary in the That's first place. Right. You see, we, a lot of philanthropy we are doing is because there's injustice economically. Mm -hmm. we, have, we have reduced people. We have, we have cheated people. So you now go back to dole money. You take all the copper of this country, you take all their gold, you take all their diamond. Do you watch blood diamond? If you watch that movie, you will see what was done to those, you know, to People. those indigents. Yes. Just because when they come and pack their diamond, <clears throat> and then you now don't money back, you say you are giving them help, grants. Which grants? Mm. So we see globally there is greed that is driving us. But the Bible says, let him that stole steal no more. Stop stealing. That's it. Stop stealing. Stay with stay within the limit of what you are. And then work more. Open your mind. Open your brain. And work because you got to meet the needs of your family. Mm. And God is saying, you can't be burdened so. God is averse to begging, to is averse to, you know, 
entitlement mentality, thinking mm. that because this person is your cousin, he must provide for your need. No, God expects to open your own mind too. You work with your own. This is Christianity. And then finally, First Timothy 5 8, he said, He that does not provide for his own is worse than an infidel. Mm. So you must provide for your own. That's Number right. three. Number three, wow, we've really spent time. This is almost, I've spent 45 minutes already. Wow. Yes. Number three, why must you maximize God's work? It is your way of contributing vitally to the good of all. And I really want to say a lot of things here. Hear me. Don't live a solo life. You will be judged. Don't live a life that is too narrow. A lot of us, our lives are too narrow. Can you hear somebody says, the reason why I'm working is for my children. I'm working because of my children. You know, a lot of you hear things like, this. I want to give future for my children. That's why I left Nigeria. I want to give future for my children. You know, that's the reason why I came to Canada. That's the reason why I came to US. That's the reason why I came to England. You know, my future, my children need future. So you are the future God. <laughs> so the children, the back in that they don't have future. What is <laughs> sometimes when I see people talking, I say, Wow, what are we? so you because you have this opportunity now. So, because they go to UK now, they have future now. So, your future is only material things. Hmm. Wow, so they will go to a good school, they will see better things and things like that. So, when they have this, now they have future. I only under I only want to pray whether we have really defined the future well. Hmm. Am I against those things? I am not. I actually applied <clears> for a visa for my son to come to Canada. But if not given him, so he will have come. But have I given any better future? I don't think so. Mm -hmm. I only told him to take advantage of this. If he doesn't come, he'll stay back in Nigeria. There's nothing has affected his future. His future That's is right. intact. His future is determined by God. That's it's right. not by coming to Canada or coming to U.S. or anything. Oh. If he has to go to U.S. tomorrow, he will go. God will arrange it. Mm -hmm. Hear me. The future of your children is divine. It's in God's hand. That's you must right. live with that consciousness. L see, design the future. Think about your children in the light of God being in charge. And so mm. we see a lot of us parents. We have done all manner of things that, in fact, you, you will be ashamed of what we have done. Mm. Even those children we have planned for, what we have done, only God will have mercy on us. Amen. In an attempt to say we are creating future. Mm. As if we are creator of things. Mm. Mm. Okay. So, it's a way of contributing vitally to the good of all. Hence, or through this, you serve your generation. Mm. I want to tell you, you are hearing me now. Don't live a solo life. Mm. Your life must be broader than yourself. Acts mm. 13. Acts 13. Acts 13 and 36. For David, after he has served his own generation by the will of God, fell on sleep and was laid on it, what onto his fathers onto his fathers and saw corruption. So he decayed. But what I'm bringing out, he served his own generation by the will of God. There's something as serving your generation by the will of God, yeah. and. One of the ways you facilitate it is maximizing your involvement with creation. Now, let's begin to see the scripture, Acts 20:34. Please put this thing down. It's not commonly taught in the church. It's That's not true. commonly taught. That's You've true. got to get this thing. Write it down. Change your narrative. Acts uh, 34. Look at it. Yeah. Okay, look at it, verse 35. I have shown you all things. 
how does so laboring you see it you ought to support the weak so laboring the reason why you are laboring exerting yourself is not just for yourself i've told you are going to make your legitimate needs your family but beyond that you are going to be supporting the weak it is part of your responsibility it is part of the reason why you are working you must take it as a dream not your leftovers you plan it with your growth you plan it with your life you must not live a life that is just too narrow you must not die and all we say nobody know anything about your life you don't even exist what kind of life is that jesus did not model that for us mm. so he said you ought to support the weak and to remember the words of our lord jesus christ how he said it is more blessed to give mm. than to receive so the see in in echelon of things to receive is lower than to bless to bless to 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 give to others Bible says it's more blessed to give to others to contribute to others that's why as christian we practice altruism we are not wasteful we we see we don't go into ostentatious living we mm. don't splurge wealth anyhow. We must not be known as the people who showcase wealth carelessly. No, mm. because there's mm. so much to do with money. Oh gosh, are we here? Yes, we are. What do you see? You have heard of Martin Luther. You have heard of Martin Luther King Jr. Who is Martin Luther King Jr.? The guy that fought for the what emancipation of blacks. Do you know the meaning? Do you know how much that guy spent? Do you know the money he spent? Do you know the life he spent? You think it was just that crusade was just as easy as you think? Do you remember Martin Luther for the house he built? Did he build the house? Who cares? Who knows? Do you know when any one of us passed on and you go to wake and you see some of those things we say, we never talk about the houses they built. We never talk about the house, the asset. We always talk about their goodwill while mm. they were alive. But why, do, why, why are we not shaped by those things while we are alive? Why don't we motivate ourselves by those things? We don't talk about those things. Do you train your children? Please, let's train our children. You know, I was talking to my son. That, you know, my last born, last some two years. I said, I said, Sharon, do you give to people who are not as advantaged as you? He said, Daddy, I do. I said, you must do. Don't just all the money I give you. Don't just spend everything. You must be able, you must give me a record. I have this person. I do this. Let's train our children to be generous. It's not just be. Sometimes, as a family, you want to give something to some people. Let your child, your son, your daughter be the one that will go and hand, hand that thing over. Let them know what you practice in your family. Let them grow up to be generous to others. Hmm. Let them know that we sacrifice this thing. You know, there was a time like that. I wanted to give out. Uh, I wanted to give out this car to somebody. And uh, I had to call my daughter and my wife. I said, it's really occurred to me. Let's give her this car. I know it will affect them. But by the time I finish talking to them, they just say, yes, sir, we agree. So what I'm saying is that we must carry our family along. You see, we have talked about carrying our, our family along in prayers, you know, in, you know, in what you call it now, uh, early morning prayer. What do you call it now? Family or something. Family, family devotion. devotion. You must also show your devotion in generosity. Let mm. them know. <laughs> Let your family know that you are a generous mm. couple. This is a good family. We give to people because it's part of the mandate. Mm. Ephesians chapter 4. 
Ephesians 4. The reason why you are working is so that you can be generous. That's right. You can give so you to can others. Other you should be empathetic. You should have compassion. That's right. Okay, look at it. Let him that stole still know. Why was he stealing? To meet his own needs. Mm. But see what Paul said. But let him rather labor with his hand, working with his own, with his own hand, that which is good, that he may have to give to him that needed. That's right. He was only stealing for himself. Apostle Paul increased the game. Increase the responsibility. He said, now that you are working, it's not just to meet your need, but mm. that you will also give to give the to one the that needs. Somebody say, why those? Why can't those one work? Then you that means you are questioning the authority of God. Mm -hmm. God has told you what to do. You mm. leave people. <clears throat> you see, I'm not encouraging irresponsibility because he starts by saying you must work with your own hands. Mm. But it goes high, high now. The same Paul now tell you one of the reasons you are working is that you are going to meet people that need help in the church, among your siblings and outside. See, you are not in a perfect world. And so it will come. Somebody just sent a text to, you know, on the church page of our, you know, on the page, what's that page of our in our church, and was saying that, brethren, please, let's remember this brother. He just gained admission, and the brother is in the church. Nobody can take care of him. It's almost like this boy, he just belonged to the church, and he just gained admission. We are trying to raise money for him to pay his school fees and things like that. Some people have contributed money, and the money is not enough, and he was saying, so, you know, I was one that first type that, let's help this guy. We just have to release money. It's part of the reason why you are working. So you are saying now that we should not have that brother until we all have our own money. You know, we hear something like, don't help anybody until you, you yourself, you see need help, climb the ladder, then when you are up there, then you start helping. What kind of really? wisdom from hell is that? Wow. What kind of hell? Where do we get all these things from? All these motivational things that are rotting? You sacrifice. It's part of your life. You lay down your life. Let me mm. show you. First, I'm, you see, I'm, I'm teaching you Bible. I'm <clears> not teaching wisdom of this world. See, by the time we get to end of everything. C.S. Lewis said something. What says something? He said he has observed that it becomes practically impossible for a saint who is working with God to be able to match his contemporary in the display of wealth because as he's finishing one assignment, God is forcing his notice on another. Mm. So at the end of the day, those saints have their reward awaiting them in eternity to come. That's you right. must know this. You can't just splurge well. Sometimes a car, you want to buy this exotic car, but because of certain responsibility that God is placing before you, God might expect to buy something lower and mm. it's part of your sacrifice as mm. a saint. If you mm. don't understand that, then you don't understand Christianity. That's right. You don't understand Christianity at all. Mm. At, at all. <clears throat> Where did I say we should open to? Ephesians. Ephesians chapter. Did we I say Ephesians now? Chapter four. Okay, we've read it actually. Yes. So that you may it. give to him that needed. So mm. it's so that you can give to the one that needs. It's part of the reason. Mm. And you are not doing anybody favor. Don't take it as if you have done him favor. He knows you have done him favor, and he should give thanks to God and appreciate what you have done. But in your own heart, you should be grateful to God that you are joining forces with God to take care of his creation. Mm. That should be your attitude. You should be able to thank God that he has put that in your heart because Jesus laid down his life for you. Yes, that's it. First John, that's the scripture I'm looking for. First John 3. Verse 16, hereby perceive we the love of God because he laid down his life for us. He laid down his life. See what he said? We ought to lay down our lives for the brethren, for others. You see it? You see, you don't know the implication that Jesus laid down his life. He has caused problems to your life. 
<laughs> accepting me as blood problem because you are going to lay down your life too. You mm. don't. You think Christianity is now? I'm free. I can live anyhow. You, it's just my life. No, your life will be squeezed. Mm. Mm. You, that's mm. it. It's a different ball game. You see, if we understand Christianity, many of us will be more sober. That's we'll right. be sober. We ought to lay down. He said, "We ought to." It's not you may. You ought to. to. You ought to. I understand this thing well. I understand this well. It's a practice. It's what we have had to practice because I understand this dimension of scripture right from medical school as a Christian. And it has been many of my watchword. It has been what has shaped my wife and I. It has been what, what we have practiced, we have labored, even almost to a fault. And you ought to lay down your lives for the brethren. But whoso have this world's good and seeth his brother have need and shutteth the bowel of his compassion, how dwelleth the love of God in you, my little children? Let us not love in word, what in tongue, but in deed, in deed, and in truth. You lay down your life, you are there for others. It's part of sin. And through that, you are enlarging your life and you are laying for yourself treasures in time to come. May you not be rich on this side and you are poor on that side. Amen. May we be richer than what the world can rate us. Amen. Let me pray this prayer for you. Amen. May you be richer than what anybody can see. Amen. May you be richer than the house you are. Amen. May, may, listen, may your riches transcend the obvious. Amen. That when they are looking at people who are rich, they won't put Mm. you among. Whatever you say, cut, they don't know. They don't know that this actually Amen. is a rich guy. Ah, their judgment Amen. is poor. Kai, they don't know. May Amen. you understand this. Amen. May God, may we, may we take the grace that may can help us to sacrifice Lord, for others. Do you know Jesus. what it was said of yes, this man, John Wesley? By the mm. time John Wesley died, almost nothing was in his account. Mm. This guy wasted everything for Christ. Mm. Building across Africa, doing this, doing that, exploring. Today's pastors were just amassing wealth. One mm. guy was telling me, was telling me something. He's a banker. And he was telling me that, do you know something, Pastor Lady? He said, there are some accounts in our bank. Mm. This account <clears throat> has for the exclusive. And he mm. said, many of those accounts are owned by pastors. He said, yes. we are talking of billionaires. Yes. It's, it's not talking about church account, personal account. Personal I'm like, what are we going to do with yes. this money, Lord? If Jesus come tomorrow, even if mm. he's not going to come, what have mm. you done with your life? Mm. No free school in Nigeria. Mm. No free school. No free. Very little. With the kind of wealth that passes through our hands as pastors. Members are packing their money because they don't know what to do with it. Because we told them the only way to give is to bring money to the church. Meanwhile, that's not the only way to give. They That's should right. give to their friends. They should redistribute. They should That's share right. money among themselves. They should That's help right. their workers. They don't pay That's well. Right. They bring all the money to the church. And That's you right. and I, pastors, we enjoy all the largesse. <clears throat> How do we have this conscience to carry mm. this? Mm. Those guys came to Nigeria. They gave us free school. Thank mm. God for men like Chief Obafemi Awolowo, for those of us who came from Nigeria, who helped the Southwest. Give them free education. Are we mm. doing that today with the money? What mm. does Lady want to do with money? What do mm. I want to do with 10 houses? You built a house, it has 10 rooms. I, do you want to put demons there? Your children will soon leave you. So, who will be living in those rooms? Where must we be wasteful? God has only one throne, He has not changed it since eternity. You are changing everything. What? And you say, You're like God. What is, are we just displaying the fact that we are actually poor and we are thinking we are rich? Where is our heart? Where is the enlargement? Where is the enlargement? Where is the sacrifice? Where is the legacy you are living? 
I told us yes, Stanford University was started by Lena and Jane Stanford. That's see right. the legacy. See, see that university standing today, started by a couple. What are you giving to your own society? What are you giving? What legacy? You travel abroad. God has given you advantage. Can you re, can you reciprocate it? Can you take those advantage back to the disadvantage? Or you're just mm. living here? A lot of us are lost mm. in wealth. In That's Nigeria, true. in the Western mm -hmm. world, in yes, whatever world we find ourselves with all the advantage. Everywhere. We don't remember others. Brethren, I am praying selfish. for you. May the Lord move your heart to remember Amen. people. Remember in people, please, I beg Jesus. you. You see, I, I have Jesus. a philosophy. Back mm. then in Nigeria, when I go to any function, this is me now. When I go to any burial, they invite me, uh, wedding, I go with 1,000. I put it. At least that is the biggest note. I know there will be people that will come, they are disadvantaged, will come and beg us for money in those parties. And they come. You see the way people these days, we don't we don't want to see them in our party and like that, and they will be begging because it's just in the once in a while. Those people, I'll just give one thousand. See the way they will be so happy. It's almost like you have made their life. Mm. And some of mm. us, you you won't you won't even to give fifty naira is war mm. as if you have given your mm. life, mm. and then you now go and be spraying that same money for a man that doesn't need it. They, everything exactly. is vainglory. Everything exactly. that is vainglory. Everything is vainglory. Mm. What kind of creation are we? But mm. you are now more than mm. human. You are a Christian. Mm. Where is your heart? You went to that mall. You shopped so much. You bought even those things you didn't need. You bought. You came out. You see that guy walking. At least back in Nigeria, okay, and you are still prizing that thing that way. You are prizing. Where is your conscience? The guy mm. said it is two thousand, and you said from two thousand. You say, say yeah, can you take eight hundred? Where is your conscience? How can you prize this mm. thing this way? Mm. Can't you just pay this person, let him be happy, and go with the money? Mm. He has not mm. cheated. Can you even can he even cheat you? Why don't you add to somebody's joy per day? Why don't you have it in mind that Lord, may I be a joy to somebody amen, this week? Amen. May I add to somebody? May I be a legacy? Amen. There's a woman back in Nigeria. You mm. know that woman. Mm. Her mm. son is mm. rotting. Now your life is comfortable. Mm. See, you are even over comfortable. You can send some money back home. Mm. Let pay mm. the school fees of that boy. Mm. Let that boy to have a future. Mm. Let boy boy not have hope. Let the mm. boy to be a human being. A lot of people are suffering. Do you know what I've seen? If everybody back in our country, all rich men, can adopt one, one, two, two children, even in the northern part of Nigeria, where mm. there is all manner of molestation and unrest, mm. do you know what that country will be? But our wastage, wastage, wristwatch. One, one politician was showing the array of wristwatches he had, exotic wristwatches. More than 20 was showing the world. I said, this man, what man? You're showing wristwatch. They've lost you team. remember this king, Ezekiah, when he was sick? Yes. Yeah, so and then uh, God is supernaturally Babylon. healed him. <laughs> and then this king came to mm. visit him and to ask yeah. him what happened. Mm. And he went and he showed him all his house, all his palace, everything. Wow. The Bible said there was nothing in his house that he didn't show he that showed. king. That's right. And God sent Isaiah to him. He said, when that king came to your house, what did you show him? He said, I show him all my house. And God said, is that what you should have shown him? You didn't tell him that I was the one that healed you. Mm. You didn't advertise me to him mm. so that he can be converted. Mm. God told him, then the king of Babylon is coming to take everything. That's right. And, you know, and God said, anyway, this thing will happen in the time of your children. The king jumped up and he said, thank God it's not happening in my time. It will happen in the time of my children. Let them solve their problem. 
Can you see how parents can be can cause generational problem to yes. their thing? Yes. A lot of us today we don't understand. You just built a house and so so you are showing everybody. See my kitchen. See everything. What is the problem? Torture me, your friends. <laughs> that you both grew together, grew up together. They don't even know you have moved this far. You are torturing mm, them again. Exactly. And, have, and they ask you for help. You tell them you don't have help. All, and so you have built, so you can rest now. Thank God you are finally built now. At least you can now slow down a bit. Help mm, people now. My sister, mm, at least you have now built the house of your dream. Before mm, another thing come to the poor view of your pursuit, please slow down a bit. Can you help some people for us? Mm, help mm, some people. Mm. Before, see, you don't know the joy unspeakable you, that you are losing. That is evading you until you start becoming generous. God doesn't make God didn't make your life to be solo. That's Do you true. remember men like Michael Faraday? Hmm. Do you remember men like Isaac Newton, That's Robert right. Boy, Abraham yes. Kuyper, Martin Luther, Abraham? <laughs> you know, we talk of the them Abraham Lincoln. Mm. We talk of men renowned. These people sacrificed. They did. You need to go and read their life. He sacrificed the legacy they left. We are enjoying today. What are you going to leave for generation coming? You must leave something. In Esther chapter 10, verse 3, the Bible says, The same Mordecai, who was a mm. gate man, mm. eventually ascended the throne and became next to the king. The Bible mm. says, And Mordecai was seeking the wealth of the people of God. Mm. What are you seeking? You have a business, entrepreneur. Do you see, when we look at entrepreneurship today and everything, everything is greed-driven. Greed mm -hmm. It's just because there's so much money you will make. Do you think of it in the light that as I as I do this, as my business grow, I'll be able to help people, I'll be able to pay better, I'll be able to provide platform for others too? Do we think like that as Christians? How do we think? Go beyond yourself. First Timothy 6, First Timothy 6, 17. I'll soon begin to round up are really taking our time well i have two more i'll run now the, the last two are not as much as this sorry for you taking know your we time. can we can always do it another time we you you and i we've got time you know i told you <laughs> do we really want to do this one another time oh, there's nothing i want to say another thing that is coming up in my heart okay because um even i'm sure i'm just wondering whether people will you know want to interact with you on this subject because you have said so many areas personally uh that i feel many people can identify with and i was one just purely wondering, you know, anybody that wants to interact with Pastor Lide on the things that he has spoken about so far, please make it known in the chat area, please, uh, so that he will be able to attend to that or we can just add that to part of Thursday if we're taking too long here. So I know Pastor Lide have touched on so many areas that is very personal to us we've seen we've identified we know maybe we're even questioning and so if there's anything you want to bring on board you want to say uh, you want to ask please let pastor lady know over to you sir okay so uh look at it now 17. First it Timothy, said, charge please. them that are rich first timothy 6 17. thank you charge sir. them that are rich in this world you are rich in this one. How did you become rich? Obviously, you are maximizing God's creation. That's because right. I, I know Apostle Paul will not be thinking that you are rich in this one because you stole. He will not be saying that. Apostle Paul can never say that. He is taking for granted that you are, you know, the means by which you got the money is legit. That's right. That mm. they be not high-minded. You see, mm. one high-mindedness brings wastage of resources. Mm. And you mm. see, 
You see, this is one thing you don't understand that when your labor and money comes to your hand, God is not only having you in mind. God is having many in mind, but it's allowing to pass through you. We don't know this principle that you are becoming a redistributor of God's wealth. Mm. I remember I said it on this platform. Rick Warren wrote a, a book, uh, Purpose Given Life. He That's made right. so much money, so much money. And God came as he was praying. God told him, don't change your life. I brought this money to your family because of this assignment. Mm. So, so much money comes. He says, charge those who are rich in this or not to be high-minded. Not mm. trust in your certain riches. Don't make money now your hope. Don't make it uncertain, mm. no matter how much it is. But in believing God, who gives us richly all things to enjoy? And how do you prove God is still your trust? God is still your life? what that they do good redistribute the money that they be rich in good works as you are building school you are opening hospital you are creating platform for people back there you are opening shopping mall that you can employ you know you can give money to certain people they can have shops they too can start business and grow somebody said but people will not be faithful thank god for your life have you been faithful all your life have you not made mistake <laughs> Have you not made mistakes? Stop judging people. Wow. Have mm. we all not made mistakes because you have now succeeded? Look at mm. your own life too. Mm. See, mm. If, if God too has taken the opportunity from you the day you made mistake, will you have gotten to where you are? Mm. Yeah, this is where I don't agree with some things. You go to Dragon Net or Dragon Den, they interview you. And because of this, you are ejected, you go back in sorrow. Don't be a dragon to people when they need your help. Don't mm. over-squeeze mm. them. They didn't mm. do that to mm. you before you got to your height. Mm. I'm not saying waste money. I'm saying, let's understand when we are about to help people. Don't become mean all because you now want to help. Mm. Because God has not done that with you. Okay? Mm. So he said that they do good, rich in good work, ready to distribute, willing to, to communicate. Redistributing where communicating virtues and principles and truths that has helped you. You see, when you understand that this world must be a corporate growth, our attitude will change. You see, capitalism can be taken to an extreme. You think it's because you, you are just better. No, capitalism must be must add under 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 note what of love. Mm. of love that must shape you that as you make the money you, you now undo it as a good steward i want to recommend some teaching of ron blue to some of us ron blue you can just put the name down go and mm -hmm. you know ron blue teaches a lot about radical generosity and altruism and how these guys has raised and helped a lot of rich people to be able to give generously and contribute to the life of many he has done a lot of work in that angle you know, so that you don't just splurge wealth. See, if you don't do this, you will waste the wealth, verse 19. Laying up in store for themselves a good foundation against yes. the time to come that they may lay hold of eternal life. Hallelujah. See, how you undo mm. that money, mm. we speaks a lot about mm. you in mm. time mm. to come. So as you maximize this world, of course, the husband man will partake, will be the first partaker of the first fruit. You will partake. But know this, it is not just for you. You are going to redistribute. You are going to help so many. You don't know the joy that awaits you, that you can tell your child, Shola Kunle, do you know? And Titi just came out of the blue. And one Janet just come. And one 
one mark just come out of the blue the, mm. the you know tomorrow mm. and they are talking mm. and they are making mention that how you are the one that has made them you are the one that helped them you are the one and your children are surprised you see mm. it's more to me it's great it, it's, it's better than all your life is just those two kids mm. go beyond your children that's and right. life, labor more. <laughs> Once your children has now passed on from school, the work have just started because there are more children you are going to raise for God. More children. You are not resting here. You are not resting. You are not. You are going to work till the day the Lord takes you away from here. You are going to be thinking, someone say, I'm, I'm raising money for my retirement. Retire what? You are not going to retire. You are not <laughs> going to be tired. You are going to work till you drop mm. dead. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Let me show you this scripture. I still have more to say. I, I, I want to stop at this junction. And that's what I'm this saying. I, I, I didn't want you to minimize or cut us uh, because of time. Wow. Where are we Let going me just now? Show you this Let me stop at this junction. Okay. Let's stop at this junction. Let's not overstretch the people. Joshua. Joshua. 13. Okay. Joshua 13. 13. Joshua 13. Let's go to 12. 12, the last verse. The king of Taza won, and all the kings, 31. At this time, Joshua has conquered 31 territories for God. 31 he has conquered. Now look at Joshua 13, verse 1. And Joshua was old. He's already old, not just by man's assessment, but God himself is saying it. And stricken in years. And the Lord said unto him, Thou art old and stricken in years, and there remaineth yet much land to be possessed, much work to do. Even though mm. you are old, God is saying you are not resting yet. Mm. In any case, why, why will you rest now? Did you start early? Many of us, did you start really doing no. the right thing early? No. You are no, starting it and you want to finish That's early. Right. For many of us, it's too late when you are starting. Do you know all that you are supposed to have done? Do you know? So brethren, there is work to do. That's right. You must be part of those who will succumb many on earth. Mm. It is part of what you are wired for. That's mm. why you are going to be creative. That's why you are going to maximize. That's mm. why you are going to spend and be spent. We're going. To, let me stop at this juncture. I still have two to say, but this one, so I'm going to cut to two and a half. <laughs> oh, we have to. Have <laughs> I did wow. try to tell you. I tried to tell you because. Wow. Uh, there is so much, honestly. So much to yes, do in our world. there is so much, Pastor Lady, and that's why I said you and I we have got time. And the people of God, um, you just said it. We're going to work until we die. <laughs> we are going to work. We okay, work. there's so much work to do. Okay, there's so much. Even the Bible says it says. What does it say about the harvest? It says the harvest is ripe, the laborers are few. So there are work to be done, and there are very few laborers. And so it makes even those that are working, it makes their job even... Do, I wanna... do, 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 you know, do you know something? Something happened to one pastor when he was young, some years back. Very zealous for God and everything. Go-getter. He met this man. This man didn't have money. The man saw the potential. He sold his car and used to spend time abroad to go and get him educated. That guy... If you know what he did with his life, we won't know the sacrifice some people have made. That's right. May we be able to contribute Amen. to what we should be contributing Amen. and just Amen. not just narrow down our life. Amen. Nobody might know it. We will even forget That's it. That's right. That's but God right. has noticed it. Rewards right. await. 
That's Therefore, right. all of us, we mm. face judgment. Mm. May the day mm. of judgment, may it be clapped and applause. Amen. May people Amen. be surprised at you. Amen. People, some people will be weeping like this profusely. Mm. For the life they wasted, for the mm. opportunity they blew. Mm. I wonder mm. how that rich man will do before God. Mm. If, he, if he even have any chance to get there. For mm. Lazarus that was at your gate, you couldn't see because he's far from right. you. God deliberately brought that guy so near to you, to yet you didn't see. That's right. What kind of heart do we have? Mm. Mm. Wow. Lord have mercy. You know, uh, uh, thank you. Thank you, Pastor Lady. Thank you so much. Um, in fact, you, I even think some of the things you're mentioning about maximizing our world has spilled over to the area of finance that we're going to be talking about on on uh, Thursday as well. Yes. Because um, the way that we perceive money is our perception of money. For some of us, is do or die. Money it has become our God. Mm, mm. Money is now what we're worshipping. Mm. And, you know, <laughs> like you said, you are not excusing some things and I'm not excusing some things as well. And some conduct are definitely wrong and not biblical. But one of the fundamental challenges, especially for those that are in ministry, is that the people of God themselves, the people that have been fed, the people that have been nourished, the people that have been watered, and I'm not talking about the people that are saying, come and sow seed now. These are people that are genuinely laboring in the vineyard. People cannot put their hand in their pocket and be a blessing. The last, when we finish, is part, it's number five. It's, okay, let me leave it then. It's number five. <laughs> Let me leave Resources it. to advance the frontier of God's okay. kingdom. And you see, and, and this we'll people... Get there. Okay, we will have ah, to. We'll get there. You see, uh, but I want to mention some things because everybody, if you're a member of the PCC family, I don't know whether you're taking note of the scriptures that Pastor Lydia are taking us to. You will notice most of those scriptures, I've got them highlighted in different colors. And that is probably because I've treated them with you or their things that I have attended to myself. And I'm asking you, embrace, Pastor Lady also said it, that I, he hopes that you're taking note of these scriptures. I'm not asking, this video is going to be available on Facebook. A clip of it is going to go on GITV. It's going to be on YouTube. Thank you, Auntie Cecilia. I know you will always be there to back me up. Many of these things, you know, Pastor Lide, when you talk about, you know, distribution of wealth, when you talk about, um, you say, I'm doing this because of my children and all those kind of things. <laughs> the Bible mandates us, and I've said this so many times, there are four sets of people that the Bible mandates every one of us to help. We're supposed to look out for the widows. We're supposed to look out for the orphans. We're supposed to look out for the foreigners. And we're supposed to look out for the poor. It is a mandate for every child of God. Not because I'm a pastor. I have said it so, so many times. And you touch in one area that is so vulnerable to me. And that is setting the generosity example for our children. The generosity example, to be generous and let your children know it is their duty, it is their responsibility. Even if they have 10 pounds, from that 10 pounds, wow, are they being a blessing to other people? Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, I have to be honest with you, uh, Pastor Lide, many of us in diaspora, I don't know about the African continent, 
But many of us in the uh, Western Hemisphere, many of us are raising up children that are very self-centered and very stingy. Hmm. And you, say, you, you said you left Nigeria to give them future. Are you can you imagine? Exactly. Exactly. Many of us, we can't, even, we can't even call those children to make us food, Pastor Lide. Wow. Many people are fearful to even call their children and say, many children are working, Pastor Lide, you will not believe it. See, my, my, my auntie is, is saying it. Many of our children, they are working and they are not looking back, Pastor Lide. It's not good. Our children are so selfish. Christianity is... Where, where are they are so selfish. And, and that's why I said this is my area because this is all about our children. This is raising up the next generation biblically in order for them to be the sons and the daughters that God wants them to be. And I've said this so many times. Many of our children are so self-centered. Me, myself, and I. They don't know how to think about anybody else. Many of them lack social etiquette. Pastor Lydia, you cannot be sick. Some of us, we are sick in bed. And our children will not even come and see, Dad, are you okay today? Is there anything? Look, they're all saying it's true. We are raising up very self-centered, selfish children. Wow. So even I'm doing this because of my children, there is no guarantee that when those children even come to of age, they're going to look back and they're going to remember you. This is how bad it is. Some of us cannot, you, 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 some of us, we will have to even ponder two times, three times before we even call our children to say, can you get me a cup of water? Can you imagine? Wow. That, wow. That, no. that, that, that is how bad it is. No. Sometimes, you know, when I'm speaking to parents, I hear parents saying things like, um, okay, uh, uh, you see them stuttering wow. because they don't know how they're going to go back and have that conversation with their children. Wow. And I'm asking, wow. I said, who is in charge out of the two of you? Wow. Who has God given the mandate to? Wow. You will wow. give account over you these children. Account. You will give account. They are ah, you. You're, not, the, the, something Pastor is wrong. If some of your children are eating, if they're eating the food you bought for them, Pastor Lide, <laughs> the food you bought, the drinks you bought into the house, the shoes that you bought, the telephone you are paying for, the internet you're paying for. If your children is eating a meal, some of them it's not all of them. It's a lot of them. If they're eating a meal, Pastor Lide, and you dare to take out of that meal, you're in trouble. Wow. Wow. That's how bad it is. No, it's enough for me. We have some children in some family. They will order a meal. They take away meal just for themselves in a family home. Those are the generations that we are raising. And this is why I, I, I've Nick, I, I give myself a name. I don't know whether you know. I call myself a town crier. <laughs> I stand in the public square as it is in the book of Proverbs chapter 1. It says, wisdom is crying. It's the town square. And I'm hmm. crying out to these parents. And I'm begging them. But many of them say I'm accusing them. I'm pointing a finger at them. And I said, that's fine. I'll continue to speak. Pastor, no, like we are, we are not exposing them to sound Christianity. We need to. We need to. But we you see, 
If we ourselves is not doing a pastor like that, like you said, you called your daughter, you called your wife, mm. this person is in need, let's go and do this. Mm. And like you said, you know something, I just want to share this as we bring it to a close. Yesterday, God put me in a position to be a blessing to a young lady. Um, the Lord has been using me for over a year uh, to help her to study the word of God. We do it every Sunday for about an hour. And we do it over the telephone. This girl is about to go and serve. Her result is about to come out. And they apparently they pay something called clearance. They've got to pay clearance, 120000 Yes. Where's that money going to come from? This, this young girl is already selling everything that she can sell. She sells chinchi even while she's in school. And her parents wow. are making ends meet and she's not the only one. And even the day she doesn't have credit for her phone, Pastor Lide, this girl will still phone me and say, Ma, I'm here, but my credit might finish, or the, the NEPA has taken lights in, so, 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 I don't have that many batteries. You know, like you said, many people don't know what we do behind. They think, you know, the only thing they see us doing. And sometimes I've topped up that girl's phone because the fact that she's even willing to come with the little student money that she had, that's enough for me because the heart is right. Mm. And it's my duty to now encourage this young lady. Mm. So I now said her result is supposed to be coming out today. I said, how about the clearance money? She told me about it way back. I said, how far? She said, my mom has had to go and take uh, cooperative. I said, I will give you so, so, so amount of money. I first prayed for her and her mom, and I told her the importance of what her mom has done. I said, you should be very grateful for what very she has grateful. done. Mm. And I know how much interest she's going to be paying on the cooperative and the strain on the family. I said, I will give you this amount of money, send it to your money so that your, your mom, so that your mom can go back and replace the, 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 the mother send me a message she sent me a voice message she wow. woke up this morning she's thanking wow. me she said my whole family we are this we are that you know do you understand what i'm saying sir yeah i and understand uh, a few understand. weeks ago one young lady she was online earlier i don't know whether she see there she sent money to my boss and myself substantial amount of money she said my husband and i we're sending you this money but i know they're not working both of them at the moment so she called me yesterday evening. We had a conversation. She wanted me to speak with the... I haven't seen the baby in a while. So she called me to... So the baby can have a chat with me and that kind of thing. So we did that. And I said, look, young lady, I've been thinking for a while. This money that you sent to my boss and I, I know you are not working. You've got a new baby. I don't want a strain on you. I'm not feeling comfortable with wow. this money. I said... How is work for the two of you? How is finance with a new baby? She said, auntie, don't worry. This is not from our savings. She said, do you know something? She said, even the following day after we gave you that money, another door opened for us. Wow. Wow. I like so, the heart. Exactly. So, wow. you know. So this is, I just want people to know that these are the kind of things that you are talking about. If you're not talking about it, I'm not going to come here and tell people, oh, I did this yesterday, I did this. It's not for me to come and tell people. Sometimes but, it's needed, it's needful that we say some things. The apostle told us, that's how we know. Okay. So let's not go to on the extreme that we can't say anything. No. Okay. The spirit Ex by which you are saying something matters. So sometimes we, to, yeah, to we give encourage, 
But it's just that for me, uh, again, being a children's platform, that this is geared towards raising godly offsprings and raising them biblically as we should so that they don't make the same mistakes that we make. But mm -hmm. sadly, we are, we are leading them in that same mistakes that we did. Mm -hmm. We're making that same mistakes. Mm -hmm. And it, like you said, it's not all prayer. The, the, the person that went and packed somewhere and walked to a pharmacist to buy medicine so that they wouldn't know that he's using medicine. And that's why I said you've really touched on some really key points because people give testimonies and they neglect the part where they use the fertility treatment, where mm. they use the tablets, where they mm. use, where you know, do you understand what I'm saying? As if mm. those aspects, do you know how many? I, I mean, I know some people that the Lord has used me for, I to pray and stand in the gap for by the end of the day they still went for treatment where they spent ten thousand pounds fifteen thousand mm. pounds but together with prayer the mm. everything came to fruition mm. so like you said they now go now and say ah uh, there was one lady she was praying with us no i know that you went and did you also did this <laughs> that you did test they, we waited a period we waited for you to lay eggs we know the ex eggs were extracted do you understand what i'm saying mm. Mm. so Honestly, I uh, there's so much that has been said, Pastor Lide. Uh, maximizing God's world. I don't think we're done, Pastor Lide. Maximizing no, we God's world. We, we yes, I think that one more is coming up on Friday. So basically, I'm seeing you if you're free on Friday. So I'm seeing you on Wednesday. I'm seeing you on Thursday. And I'm I hope people will be able to listen. I hope they'll be able to you'll be able to cope with your stretch. Ah uh, well. They've been with me for, uh, this is our six years now. And okay. we used, do you know, Pastor Lady, in the first three, day, uh, first three years, we used to meet every day, seven days a week. Every day, looking wow. into the word of God to declare it over our children. Um, uh, my auntie says something, I'm going to put some of it on the screen. Uh, she says the gener this generation are not only selling fish, they are selling meat. On a serious note, you are right. <laughs> uh, and, you know, some other people also agree. So true, Ma, so true. So these are really things that are needed. Um, uh, there are words in season for us. And, you know, like Jesus said to the seven churches, in Asia, in the book of Revelation, he mm -hmm. that has ears, let, let him, him hear, hear exactly. Spirit uh -huh. And like my auntie said, I've addressed this previously. I'm so glad that somebody else that didn't know anything is coming to address the same thing again. So, Pastor Lide, if you are available on Friday, we can do the next leg of maximizing God's world, those two that is remaining. And hopefully people will be able to interact with you on this as well. If they have things, hopefully on Thursday, we would have started the interaction uh, with the Q&A by the grace of God. So I'm looking forward to that Q&A session as well on Thursday, everybody. Um, I don't, I'm trying to see if there's anything. People, anti-Christian, anti-Christian is in love with you. Yeah, she says uh, earlier, Auntie Christiana said something. She said, Pastor Lide, God will bless you, sir. You have said a lot that touch lives. God will help us. So, again, uh, there was a young man, David Dio. I don't know, maybe that he's one of yours. Um, I don't, 
I don't recognize that name. It's a wonderful uh, way spend my study time tonight. So I, I don't know, maybe he just stumbled across us or whether it's actually uh, somebody you know. Uh, somebody I know. Somebody you know. Okay. Mm -hmm. Hallelujah. We bless well, it's God. It's long. We have had. It's a long time. You see. You see what time. the internet and the word of God can do. Again, you mentioned that, and I'm so grateful that you brought that up again. You know, these facilities have been made available. Let's utilize it um, mm. uh, uh, for the gospel. Uh, let's be an evangelist. Use it for the work of the evangelist. Uh, one of my sisters said, we are ready, sir, by God's <laughs> grace. <laughs> you see, so you've got your answer. Thank you, Bishop. I really appreciate you. You see, my sister has spoken for us. Uh, we have become a family on this platform, Pastor Lady. We are not just, uh, we are, honestly, we are not just random people. Uh, maybe we were random when we started, but we are no longer random. Uh, we have a common goal. Uh, we have a uh, we have one God, and we have one purpose, and that is all to do with our children. And so, and that's one thing that I want to bring home again for all the parents that are watching now and later to let you know that remember, this is not just for you. This forum is to facilitate the resources for you that will enable our sons and daughters to become who God has called them to be in the mighty name of Jesus. Is not, not, this, this thing will not jump onto our children. Somebody needs to teach them. Somebody needs to show them. And that teaching and showing starts with me and it starts with you. And like everybody is saying, yeah, God will help us, but there's a certain part that we also need to do. Pastor Lide, before we go, is there anything in closing um, before we see you again on Wednesday? I mean, even if it's convenient for you, Pastor Lide, we can do the, this, the remaining two on Wednesday and then we can move the Wednesday one to Friday. If you want to do that, it's absolutely fine. Okay, I think we should do that. Okay, fantastic. I'm yes. okay with that. Let's do the remaining one. Mm. Wednesday. Don't worry, it doesn't matter. It's still Pastor Lide either one. So it doesn't matter which one I put out. It's still Pastor Lide, so it's fine. <laughs> Over to you, sir. What do you want to say to the people in closing? Well, um, uh, for me, uh, going through this series, is just it just come to tell us that our God is good and gracious. Mm. That uh, mm. he has taken care of everything and anything he can think of. The problem is with us. Mm. But in mm. Christ, we are we are rediscovering the truth. So let's get into this thing. Let's get involved, uh, you know, accurately. And let's make most of our involvement. Mm. And uh, let's live responsibly without being burdensome to none. Yet you are blessing to all. Mm. I believe that the Lord will help us. Amen. And will help us to raise our children Amen. in such a way that they will be God chasers. Amen. Taking after us in Jesus. Amen. Amen. And again, thank you for the platform. Thank you for the opportunity to share God's word with God's people. Mm. I appreciate it. Mm. God bless you. You're welcome, sir. Thank you very much. So you and I will speak in camera behind. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Enjoy the rest of your day, sir. Thank you very much. Yeah, God thank bless you. you. Thank you.
So everybody that was Pastor Lide Odushote, the lead pastor of Integrity Worship Center. He's presently in Canada. The Exchange Center is what is called in Canada. Again, I'm saying connect with him. I don't have a problem with anybody connecting with all these anointed, gifted men of God. Notice iron sharpen it, iron deep, call it unto deep. Notice they're not singing a different song from me. They're not singing from a different hymn book from me. And this uh, I, you can ask in Q&A on, on Thursday or even on Wednesday. I don't go and discuss anything with people. Oh, when you come, come and say this. Never. I have never done it and I would never do it. In fact, I always give them free reign. You choose the topic. Just come and tell us whatever God has laid upon your heart. I don't choose the topic. I deliberately don't. So it's not as if I've hinted them. I didn't. I don't do that. There's no need for me to do that. If it's the spirit of God, God will let us know and hear what he wants us to hear. And like I said, if you notice, Pastor Alamu was the one that started us off on Monday, the 3rd of January this year. And we started with what? The word. And all we've been getting is the word. Mom and dad, you are being loaded with the word. January is coming fast to an end and you've not been receiving anything but the solid truth of the word of God I'm pleading with you in the name of the father the son and the holy spirit let the truth that you're receiving let it not stay with you alone this forum was created purposely for our children I am begging you please Make sure, don't filter a little bit to your children. Don't filter some for your children. The whole thing you're receiving is because of our sons and daughters. And by God, with our diligence, with God on our side, and we dwelling in the world day by day, we will help our sons and our daughters to become the, the uh, I don't want to use their Babylonian names, but the three Hebrew brothers that were with Daniel in, 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 in Babylon. Why? They were chosen specifically, and you could see the gift and the calling of God upon their life. Theologians tells us that those Hebrew brothers, together with Daniel, the four of them, he said they were about 16, 17 of age. They were teenagers. But as teenagers, go and read the book of Daniel. Look at what they were able to do. They knew where to eat and not what to eat. They knew what was good for them and what wasn't good for them. They knew who their God was and they were doing exploits for their God. And may this be our sons. May this be our daughters. May this be our niece and our nephew in the mighty name of Jesus. This is the reason we travail in the place of prayer because of these children so that they can be who God wants them to be. So like those three Hebrew brothers and Daniel, so even if their parents are not there because Daniel's parents weren't there, the three Hebrew brothers' parents weren't there, but yet they were rooted and grounded in the God of Israel. And though they were facing adversity, they were facing challenges in a strange land, the Bible said they 
stood. They stood to the point that when they were thrown in the fiery furnace and the Son of Man, the, a non-believing a non uh, 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 Gentile, pagan, he said, were there not three people thrown into the furnace? He said, but I see the fourth. His appearance is like that of the Son of Man. How did he know? And I pray, no matter the fairy furnace, that our sons and daughters will find themselves. May the fourth person, the Son of Man, may he always, always, always appear for our sons and daughters in the mighty name of Jesus. So everybody, as always, I want to say thank you. God bless you. Obviously, you've heard what Pastor Lydie said. We're seeing him on Wednesday. We're seeing him on Thursday afternoon. And we're seeing him on Friday by the grace of God. You know, I did tell you last week, I said... It could change. I'm just availing myself to God. And literally, God has been the one. And I, I just want him to continue to do what he wants for us. I already told you, the sixth year, I've got no clue. I've got no plan. But wherever God is leading, that's where I'm going to go. And so, everybody, as always, I want to leave you in the most capable hands of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Have a wonderful day, morning, or night, wherever you are. And see you tomorrow, God willing. Take care.